Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Let's be honest, most of us look forward to a three-day weekend, but there's so few and far between. We have to wait until Labor Day for the next one. There are some advocates that say we should consider making a four-day work week the standard. There's evidence that working fewer hours at the same rate of pay can lower stress, improve health outcomes, and get this, it could even help the environment. Here to tell us more is Juliette Shore. She's an economist and sociologist with Boston College who researches the benefits of the four-day work week. Also with us is climate solutions reporter for The Washington Post, Allison Chu. Juliette, what is a four-day work week and where did the idea come from? Most of the companies and organizations which are doing this give people Fridays off because having those three days together is most valuable to people. And the idea has been around for a long time. I I wrote a book in the early 90s that talked about it, and there were hopes even as early as the 70s that we might be on our way to the four-day week. But in the U.S., we stalled out, and actually working hours started to rise, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like 50 years ago, so... Yeah, and with this four-day work week, it's important for us to note that this would be at the same rate of pay um, and uh, in in the traditional nine-to-five structure in an office, you know, there's lots of unproductive time. So condensing it, you know, uh, would likely be a good idea. What are the potential benefits to people's health, though, Juliet, when only working four days a week? The the health benefits are really big. What what prior research and also our early findings show is that people self-report better physical and mental health. They sleep more. They are less stressed out. They are less burned out. They have more satisfaction, less conflict reconciling their jobs with their home lives, better uh, attention to their families and, and so forth. So Pretty much uh, across the board, we're finding a lot of benefits for people. Yeah. Allison, let's bring you in here. Why are folks saying that this could also be beneficial for the environment? Well, you know, as as Julia just mentioned, there's a lot of research looking at um, people's well-being. But at the same time, there has also been a lot of research um, that appears to have, you know, documented a link between uh, fewer working hours and and potentially lower emissions. Um, And these reductions, you know, could be the result of changes to commuting, um, energy use, and you know, even some lifestyle habits. Yeah. What impact do you think uh, could working less have on the uh, demand for convenient goods and foods? It's a great question. Um, you know, the, the theory is that uh, convenience is basically tied to um, people just not having enough time. And when you don't have enough time, you could potentially tend to lead a more carbon-intensive life. So maybe choosing modes of transportation that get you places faster and, you know, therefore um, are more carbon-intensive or, right, buying prepared foods instead of cooking, um, you know, a meal, a home-cooked meal. Um, but, you know, it, the idea is that if people do have more time, say, like an extra day um, off of work, it might 
free them up to make some more sustainable lifestyle decisions, you know, where maybe you aren't rushing around to get errands done in your car and you're spending more time you know, outside with your family, things that are, you know, things that could be more, uh, sorry, things that could be less carbon intensive. Yeah. Well, let's hear more of what our listeners would do with this four-day work week. On the line now is Scott in Albany Park. Hey, Scott, welcome to Reset. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. What would you do with a four-day work week? I would be able to do, you know, all the things that are required to be a functioning human adult, having an extra day on the week, um, not being too stressed out or tired from working, you know, 40-plus hours during the week. Amen, Scott. <laughs> I think you just spoke for a lot of us. He said, I would do what it requires to be a functioning adult. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like there are enough days. Two days is just not enough uh, for a weekend. Uh, you know, Juliet, this this also seems more geared toward office workers. So are there ways that workers in manufacturing or maybe food service could benefit from having a three-day weekend? Absolutely. We are running trials of companies who are offering this to their employees, and we do have a few manufacturing companies. We have a restaurant chain in the U.S. group. So it's something that's available for all workers. I think the big difference is that we're seeing more uh, companies with office-based workers take it up because I think there's more unproductive time in offices right now than there are in manufacturing establishments or other kinds of, you know, food service and so forth. But it, it's really feasible for everyone. I think the question is is a little bit the cost, but what we're finding is that more and more companies and organizations are thinking it's, it's going to work for them financially because they're having so much trouble attracting people and retaining those people. This gives them a competitive edge. So there are a number of uh, ways in which the economics of this can work. I want to get into your research a bit more, Julia. You're conducting trials with companies that choose to try out this four-day work week. What kinds of companies are participating, and, and where are they? So they're all over the world at this point. I mean, not every place in the world, but U.S. and Canada, Ireland, the U.K., Australia, uh, New Zealand, and we're we're starting work on a trial that's going to have more European countries. There's a trial starting in Israel, um, and they are they're across the board. Um, as I said, the 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 biggest group is white collar and. Tech is the is by far the biggest group, but we've got finance, we've got marketing and design, a lot of nonprofits. Mm-hmm. We have a big. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting healthcare organizations coming in, housing services. Um, it, it's pretty remarkable how that it's sort of spreading out from tech, which and finance, which were the sort of two early adopter uh, industries. Yeah. And and so we're clear, what exactly are you measuring? And I know that these trials are still underway, Juliet, but anything you can share that you're finding so far? Yes. So we, we've, uh, the things that I was talking about earlier, all those health outcomes, we're measuring that. We asked people in the first trial, that's the one that's just ended now, how they're spending their day off. Uh, Biggest chunk of it was in leisure activities, which was great to see, but also a lot of housework. 
Um, people are sleeping mm. more. Um, we're getting data from companies too, and uh, you know, so far the companies seem really happy with uh, the way these trials have gone. But with the employee side, where we have we've done more of the analysis, is just really. It's just striking how much benefit workers yeah. are getting. Sleep sounds really, really good, Juliet. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> and let's hear from Stephen, who's been waiting so patiently. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to Reset. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's going well. What would you do with your three-day weekend? Uh, with an extra day off, I'd be able to actually spend a little more time with my wife. You know, we're always she, I work days, she works nights. So having an extra day off would be great for us to be able to actually get go out, do things like visit Navy Pier. And we've been living in uh, Illinois for the past four years now. Haven't even been to the pier yet <laughs> just because we've been so busy. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a great place. I can tell you that firsthand. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Stephen. Um, Allison, are you hearing any critiques of the four-day work week in your reporting? Well, I'm, I wouldn't say critiques necessarily, but, you know, obviously the one um, big sort of concern that has been flagged is, um, you know, what we're talking about now, how people choose to spend that day off. Um, and, you know, will they be doing things that are potentially more carbon intensive than had they just gone to work? And, you know, I think that that's a question that some of, as Juliet mentioned, some of her research is, is maybe shedding some light on um, sleeping more, spending more time asleep, um, you know, seems like right. a, it could be a less carbon intensive activity than, you know, hopping in the car and driving to work. So it really sort of depends on, um, you know, partly at least on how, um, on, on, on people's behavior. Yeah. You know, Juliet, uh, offices need to actually reduce the amount that they're cooling and heating buildings, right? And, and using electricity on that extra day off. So could there be policies that mandate that employees at a company participating in one of these trials, that, that they all have the same day off? Well, yeah, that's a really good question. I think that'll be difficult because some of these businesses need to, you know, have the five-day availability. But what we found is that most of them are giving a common day off. Um, and in the first company that, that, uh, joined our trial in the United States, which is a healthcare education provider. The uh, one of the interviews I did was really interesting. It was the head of customer service. And she said when she contacted her biggest client to say, look, I'm going to be off on Fridays, you know, you can find me in an emergency. Uh, instead of being anxious that they were losing access to her, the client wrote back and said, congratulations, good for you. And I do think there's a sort of a change in mindset that's happening that is going to make it feasible for those sort of very service-oriented, client-focused companies maybe to, you know, set some limits. Yeah. Have companies reported any drawbacks or challenges, Juliet? Not uh Nothing that we're hearing consistently. I mean, a few of them sort of, you know, didn't plan adequately. Or one company, there's been an issue with people who are on uh, paid by commission. So they really didn't partake in the four-day week as much because their whole, you know, compensation structure doesn't align with it. Um, so we have some of those kinks to, to work out. <laughs> but 
for the most part, um, what we're hearing from the companies is just a lot of happy people. Let's hear from a couple of callers. First up is Mary in Aurora. Hi, Mary. Hi. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a little hoarse. <laughs> That's um, okay. So my comment is that, um, you know, a lot of families are struggling, and with that extra day, there would be more flexibility to take on another job, get it some more income. It's It's kind of total opposite of using it for sleep, <laughs> but it would give that flexibility. Yes, for sure. You know, Allison, have have you heard that one in your reporting? Folks saying, I, I would use that extra day to do another job, pick up a second job. Yeah, actually, uh, there is um, some research out of the UK. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a survey, I believe, of, you know, 2,000 people and 500 companies um, and one of the one of the main um, things that people said they would do was was potentially find you know another another job or they described it in the survey as like a, as like a side hustle basically yes yeah side hustles are really popular especially these days when you know it's uh, jobs aren't easy to come by and and money seems like it's going to everything but <laughs> you know uh, the things that you really want to spend on uh, let's hear from Bev who's calling from Evanston. Hey, Bev. Welcome to the show. Hi. You know, I came in on the show a little bit late, but was glad to hear you were discussing this. Um, So I live just north of the city and worked in the city 28 years and lived there several times. But overall, I'm not clear. Are you suggesting that people work a four-day work week and take less money, or they're paid for the quality and quantity of the job, but it will be done in four days. No, it would be at the same rate of pay. Okay, because that's obviously the only people can't make less money. But the thing that concerns me about this is that most office workers that I've worked with, I worked in law firms and at Northwestern, four days a week, I don't even know how they could do it. A lot of people are doing the job of two and three people and are very pressured and so to go to a four-day work week, um, does that mean they're going to hire more people so that you're not so stressed? What's the good of being off an extra day if you have so much work, you can't lay it aside and you can't get it done? Mm-hmm. Good yeah. questions. Good questions, Bev. Juliet, do you want to tackle some of those? Yeah. So, and I do want to just say one more thing about the previous uh, caller, which was, are people taking up extra work? And what we've seen in our trials so far is the answer is no. Almost nobody's reporting taking on additional work. But the, um, the to, to answer uh, Bev, Bev's question, so a, a lot of the companies that are doing this uh, are starting it because they feel there is a way to reorganize work so that people can they get rid of a lot of the wasted time, so you can do the four days, uh, the five days of work in four days. Now, in those companies where that's not feasible, yes, you hire more people, and we've seen that in some of the work time reduction uh, studies that have been done, uh, mostly in other countries. But it it really varies by workplace. So most of the early companies that are uh, going into these trials yeah. are able to reorganize and do it all, but not everyone. Let's take one more call. Here is Barbara in Northbrook. Hey, Barbara, what are your thoughts? Hi. Well, I'm looking at it from a different viewpoint. 
Um, this is talking about the effect on the people who gain a day off. From my point of view of what about the people who use those services? I mean, those companies that are giving a three-day weekend, it's not a floating day, I assume. So if I want to contact a company or use their services, now I have to wait three days before I can contact them again. And now it's, oh, it's the weekend. I can't do that over the weekend. I have to wait from Monday to get something done. Right. Um, so that's my, my... Yeah, it's a good thought. I hadn't even thought of that, Barbara. Good good, good addition here to the conversation. Anything to add there, Allison? Oh, I mean, I think this is maybe uh, a question that's better suited for, for Juliet. Um, I will, I'm very curious what, what her thoughts are on this. So in some of the trials that have been done, like in government offices, um, they've used more of that rotational kind of a, a system. So they're staying open. And in fact, some government offices are going to four days in order to do, um, and they're lengthening a bit for evening hours. There's a, there's a city near where I live that is doing that. But mm -hmm. uh, so you can, if you have a business where that's really important, you can do the, the rotating or floating day off um, and you can maintain that, that fifth day. Um, and if you're not, a, not the kind of business where that matters, then you give everybody the same day off. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, if folks are interested in participating in the trials, Juliet, that you're uh, conducting, where can they get more info? Four-day week global. Just go to our website. Just type that into your search bar. It'll be to our website. And the first thing you'll see is a question about, are you interested in joining a pilot? Nice. Nice and easy. We've been talking with Juliet Shore, who's an economist with Boston College, and Allison Chu, climate solutions reporter with The Washington Post. Thank you both. That's all for today's episode. We've got another episode in the feed about the big question on many of our minds. What even is the Midwest? Like, is Pennsylvania Midwestern? How about Oklahoma? People have very strong feelings. Go check it out. You might be surprised. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. Catch you here tomorrow for WBEZ's Weekly News Recap. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.